Welcome to the To Read List. I'm Bailey, and this is a podcast where I attempt to get through the 132 unread books on my shelf. With me, as always, is my friend Toby. Hey. My brother Andrew. Old Lang Syne. And my husband Dylan's <laughs> the sound recordist. Hello. I tried to make it a surprise that Toby was on the podcast, but he's here. Yeah, that little that little pause really freaked people out, I'm sure. A tiny pause. Guys, we had to have Toby on the podcast because it's the end of 2021. We have to talk about our year in books, and we got to we got to share our best books of the year and our worst books, you know, our ups and downs. Mm-hmm. It's time for the Bookend Awards. I forgot our theme song. Books, books, books. Well, this is our third annual bookend awards. I can't believe we've had the podcast for this long. This is so exciting. That's insane. But usually what we do is remember back when in 2019 when we started, um, how many books we had at the beginning of the to read list versus now and just see the progress that we've made in, you know, bringing down our to read lists. So, I mean, first, do you guys want to guess between me? Let's start with me. Do you guys think (laughs) that I added to my to read list this year or that I decreased it, stayed the same? What would your guess? Added. Rude. Added. Added. (laughs) So I think you I think you added, but I also know that you've been sneakily reading books that are on your to read list as like bonuses for yourself to try to hit your Goodreads goal. So it wouldn't surprise me if you were the same. But I'm yeah, I'm going to join the chorus of added. You guys all have no faith, Um, but you are right, Andrew, that reading those extra bonus books helped me out. So at the start of 2019, I had 125 books on my to read list. At the start of 2020, I had 143. At the start of this year, I had 137, but I'm ending this Mm -hmm. year with 132. I went down five. You all need to recognize. I feel manipulated because I feel like <laughs> the way you asked the question was prompting us to think that you added to it. Also, all of your past behavior would lead me to believe oh, that. Yeah, and indeed, just your the behavior, way that you are. <laughs> yeah, the human being that you've become in this world. Mm-hmm. Everything you choose to be. <laughs> well, congratulations, me. Um, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, do you think that you added to your list um, from the start of this year, decreased it, stayed the same? What would you guess about yourself? Um, I think I stayed the same is my guess. I don't think I added. Um, I think I'm about even, though there are two books that I'm currently reading that would take two more off my list, and I'm worried that that's going to be the difference. The start of 2019, Andrew, you had 93 books at the beginning of the podcast. Tight. By the next year, you had 94. You added one. <laughs> at the start of this year, you were at 101. But oh, no. right now, you are at 98. You have brought yes. down your list a little bit. Increased from the beginning, but you have brought it down. Good job. But if I finish these two books before the end of the year, I will end the year uh, minus five, just like Bailey. Honestly, I thought you would have finished by now, but you hadn't, so... I've been taking a break. (laughs) (laughs) Toby, do you think that you have gone down, increased, or stayed the same? 
I mean, mine is by far the most meaningless statistic here, but <laughs> I'm going to say I did do a pretty severe edit of my list, which uh, if you don't know, Pages, I do not have a physical stack of books, um, especially because I'm living currently in a space that is 40 foot square. Um, so my list is basically books I'd like to read. And I did a heavy edit of it this year um, because I'm allowed to choose books that I think would make better podcast episodes. So I think my list went down. Cheater. <laughs> you are correct. I wish I remembered what book it was where you're like, why do I have this on here? Oh, there are several. <laughs> Remember when we did writing down the bones on like the third episode? Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Toby, when you started the podcast in 2019, you had 49 books on your amorphous list. Mm-hmm. At the start of the next year, you had 75, which was the same number as the start of this year. Okay. At the end of the year, you are at 48. Whoa. Culling seriously helped. So you brought it down. I don't know how many of those you read and how many of those you just decided not to read, but good job, Toby. You brought your list down the most. You're also the only uh, person who has their list under where the two read list started. Oh, true. That is true. Oh, By yeah. one book. Yeah. That'd be so impressive if I had actually <laughs> done that instead of just <laughs> removed books from the list. <laughs> I just like to keep us accountable, you know. Um, Dylan, tell us more about our stats from this year. The stats, according to Goodreads, you guys read a total of 56 books off of your collective two-read lists. Okay. But interestingly enough, this is the fewest amount of pages you've ever read, with 19,401 pages. I mean, books like Ring Shout and uh, American Salvage really bring that average down at like 120 pages each. In past years, we've had some, some chonkers. Well, do you guys want to guess what your uh, the shortest book was and the longest book was? Ring Shot was pretty short, so it might be a contender. Yeah, I'm torn between if American Salvage or Pimp, the story of my life, is oh, was shorter. Yeah. But I think American Salvage was only like 120 pages. So I'm going to guess American Salvage. American Salvage is only 190 pages. But the shortest one was actually uh, James Baldwin, The Fire Next Time, with 106 pages. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That was mine, too. Now when it gets really tricky... What do you think was the longest thing you guys read? Um, I, I don't think I did Count of Monte Cristo this year. It was the year before. What the longest thing? I think that the longest page count book I read is the copy of The Shining that I read. But oh, I, that was specifically, yeah. I think, a paperback that is kind of inflated. I think maybe Unsheltered or Girl, Woman, Other could have been the longest for me. I'm not sure, though. I want to say that uh, Senior Vivo and the Coca Lord felt like the longest book I'd ever read. <laughs> It was 50 pages long, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first two on the list uh, were written by the same author on the longest book. Okay, so both Stephen King's. Yes, that's true. Ah, okay. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how you want to count the three novels that Bailey did read. I did read all three. He did read all three, all (laughs) 1,096 pages of it. I win. (laughs) Okay, you're reading three books that averages out to 300 and... (laughs) 60 pages. Uh And and Skeleton Crew with 600 pages. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Okay. But then Children of Blood and Bone with 544 pages. Oh, yeah. That's a long one, too. So Toby's put in the work. Yes, I read Children of Blood and Bone and The Shining. And The Night Circus. Oh, so Andrew has technically read all of them. Never mind. Andrew puts in the work. Good job, Andrew. Ha. What about my work I put in? (laughs) No, my work discounts your work, Toby. Don't you see? Yeah, Only one of us can have done the work. We've always said this podcast is a zero-sum game, so... <laughs> this year, we read each other's books a lot, and that was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Any other stats? There is 
who gave the most five stars and who gave the most one stars. I'm going to always guess that Toby gave the most one stars just because he tends to be wait, wait, wait. more harsh. To be I don't think anybody gave a single one star this year. Yeah, we're, we're going to say agri, you know, average lower stars and average higher stars. Didn't you give one star to Senior Vivo and the Coco Lord? I believe I gave it two. Bailey is wrong, of course. Okay. We didn't give out any <laughs> one stars this year. Okay. We only give out two star reviews. There were four two stars handed out. Who do you think gave them? Well, I know I gave one for Then We Came to the End, which we just did. I think I probably gave the other three. I was going to say, I think I didn't go lower than three stars this year. I had, a, yeah. I got I got some good luck slash I was feeling friendly. Toby gave two and Bailey gave two. Oh. Ooh. What was Bailey's other two star? Oh, I know what it is. Is it Blood Meridian? No, it's not Blood Meridian. It's that, um, it's, was a year in the mare this year? Nope. Oh, that was last year. It was the wind in the door. Oh, yeah. Boo. Oh, yeah. You dunked on that children's classic. Congratulations on becoming slightly meaner this year and matching Toby and Cinnamon. What, what were Toby's two stars? Senior Vivo, obviously. Children of Blood and Bone. Oh. Oh, yes. Yeah. Really didn't care for that one. As shown. But you guys really did care for a lot of books. Okay. You gave out 13 five stars. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Okay. Should we try to guess them? Out of those 13, four are Andrew and Toby combined, the rest are Bailey. I was going to say, I've given out a lot of- five- <laughs> I've been giving out five stars like candy. So I don't want to guess them. I'll have the other guys say what they think their five stars were. Um, I know I gave five stars to a night, the Night Circus. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Um, I also know one of Bailey's because I read it afterwards, uh, My Best Friend's Exorcism, which I personally then gave five stars, but I did, was not reading that for the podcast. And she also gave it to the Final Girls support group. Yeah, that was a mm. bonus one. Bonus book. Um, my other five stars. Toby, do you have one you can think of while I try to think of another one? Um, okay, so five star books. I know that I gave five stars to The Buried Giant by Kazuo Ishiguro. That's correct. I have no idea what the... Dylan, please remind me what book I loved so much this year that I gave it five stars. Well, you might have loved it because it was the shortest book, The Fire Next Time Oh, by James The Fire Baldwin. Next Time. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, you also gave five stars to Girl, Woman, Other. And then there is Billy's long list of all the other five stars. Into Thin Air, Burn Our Bodies Down, My Best Friend's Exorcism, Shadow and Bone, The Final Girl Support Group, Conversations with Friends, Crossing to Safety, Such a Fun Age, and Sing Unburied Sing. There you go. Yeah, those are all good books. (laughs) I stand by it. For, for clarity, I separately also gave five stars to Conversations with Friends, My Best Friend's Exorcism, and Sing Unburied Sing. So I get, I also am nice sometimes. <laughs> I'm not. I'm the mean one. <laughs> well, apparently Billy's a mean one now, too. Yeah. It's true. Um, all right. So let's get into our bookend awards. Um, I, will, I will ask the first category. Um, Andrew and Toby, what is the book you read this year that most surprised you? Well, for me... Um, it's a pretty recent one on the podcast. The books that surprised me the most was Brideshead Revisited. Um, really came into it, expecting it to be something completely different, something much more dated and boring, and I really loved it. Nice. I was surprised that you liked that, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, the way you had sort of been talking about it in our texts leading up to it, <laughs> the way you sort of introduced, like, you came in when we were recording, it just seemed like you were about to trash it, and then you loved it, and I had gotten, like, into the emotions of it, and I was ready to trash Evil and 
Benoit. And then I was like, oh, well, actually, Toby loved Uh-oh. the book. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what about you? Uh, for me, I mean, I have a very literal answer to this question, which is that The Jungle by Upton Sinclair was the most surprising book to me because I literally did not know it was a novel. Um, <laughs> so I started reading what I thought was going to be like some like undercover journalism from, from the early 1900s. And it was, in fact, a novel. Um, but beyond that, I, I was pretty surprised also by by the buried giant and Confederates in the attic. Uh, just in terms of like expectations for what the book was going to be versus what they were. But can't beat the fact that I did not know the genre of a book going in down to the fact that I thought it was nonfiction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bailey, how about you? Round out this uh, bookend category number one. The book that surprised me the most this year was Crossing to Safety by Wallace Stegner. Um, This one surprised me in that it's not necessarily any of my wheelhouses. It's nothing that's that exciting to me. It's mostly like multi-generational, not multi-generational, but multi-decades-long relationship book. And yet I couldn't put it down. And I really liked it. And I gave it five stars. So that surprised me. Sweet. Yeah, that one was one where your review surprised me the most because I just assumed that was going to be like, eh, yeah. it was fine, three stars, blah. I mean, but that's you- what I thought too. I actually put it on my like personal, not connected to the podcast, you know, want to read list because of your re- review, Bailey. So oh, there you go. Good. You have a secret other. T- <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till you find out about my other podcast. Anyway, <gasps> um, Andrew, what was the book you read the fastest? Ooh, good question, Toby. Um, don't think I've <laughs> forgotten that you have a secret <laughs> mistress of a two read list um <laughs> well th- this question's always tough because there are some books i read fast because i had to read them fast to complete them <laughs> in time to record the podcast and there are ones that actually just went really quickly um i think that the book i literally read in the fewest amount of hours was the midnight library by matt haig though that was because of needing to finish it in time for the podcast and deciding pretty late in the game to to also read it alongside bailey mm-hmm. um because it was on my to read list um but the book that fell into like the couldn't put down category was the shine for me yeah uh, because I started reading that just sort of on a lark to have read it for the podcast and I had prepared to like not finish it and just be like I didn't get didn't get it done but I couldn't and I kept going and I slammed it through it nice yeah how about you Bailey um so the book I read the fastest pages will remember is pizza girl by Jean Kyung Frazier I read this in one sitting like literally a matter of two and a half three hours Bailey you read an entire pizza book by yourself and then I ordered a pizza and ate it all by (laughs) myself sadly but yeah I mean like Andrew said you know it's not necessarily the most fast-paced book or anything it was just right book right time and yeah Mm -hmm. I would recommend it what about you Toby yeah mine was um maybe a cheating one but uh black hole our special black hole episode yeah um i think that episode kind of was prompted by me reading black hole in one evening i just got fell into it was like hypnotized by it and i was like guys this should be our black hole episode so yeah that one i really flew through totally word um i i know we've talked about some things that we got through quickly maybe some pleasant surprises but i want to bring us down a little bit And it's okay because I'm the nice one of the podcast, uh-huh. apparently, yeah. according to the stats. But what book, um, Bailey, of all the books you've read this year, are you certainly not keeping on your shelf? This is a book I have already gotten rid of off my shelf. You burned Ooh. it? I donated it. I did not burn it. Um, controversial because Toby liked it. But for me, it is Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. I never want to read it again. And I never want to think <laughs> about it again. No, it just... It was all atmosphere, but really atmosphere that was very masculine and violent, and I was not interested in it, and it made me feel sick to my stomach, and I don't want to keep that on my shelf, and that's 
that's it. And sorry, Cormac. And 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 that's it. Uh, Toby, what about you? Maybe you just haven't had the right man explain it to you yet. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't think it would be a surprise to anyone who listened to the episode where I reviewed this book, but uh, I wouldn't keep, even if I had it, Senor Vivo and the Coca Lord. Didn't enjoy it, glad to be done with it, and I returned it with vigor to the uh, library. You walked into the, the desk, slammed it into the return thing and said, be gone. <laughs> no, it's, it was actually more pathetic than that. I pressed the button to return it digitally to the library with extra force. <laughs> <laughs> I triple clicked. Andrew, what about you? Um, well, I have, so I'm in a different boat in that I have actually kept everything so far. I haven't gotten rid of anything. But if I'm wow, being he's, honest. Bailey, he's really trying to get this, the nice one. I <laughs> Steal it from you. Uh, if I'm being honest, I'm never going to read The Jungle again. So I don't know that I need to keep that copy, but it feels sort of historically important in terms of non-historically important uh, uh, books. I don't think I'll ever touch uh, American Salvage or Unsheltered again. As much as I like Barbara King Solver, it just wasn't um, as good as some of the other stuff I've read from her. And yep. I think that would be a great addition to a little free library when I find one. That's a positive way of looking True. at it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the nice one. <laughs> as the new mean one, um, what what was everybody's favorite protagonist of the year? Uh, let's start with Andrew. What was your favorite protagonist? Mm, Did y'all have a hard time thinking thinking of the answer for this? No. Yeah, you I have, did. did you have one that was just like number one? Okay, Bailey knows. Yet again, Bailey's hand is right up in the air, ready to answer the question. You have like <laughs> a, your favorite protagonist and your favorite five backup protagonists? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a couple answers here because they're different. And I, I don't like to answer just one thing because I'm the nice one. Um, <laughs> everyone wins a little bit. I think of the fiction books I read um, that were actually mine. Jojo um, from Sing Unburied Sing was probably mm. my favorite narrator slash protagonist. I really liked him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the sort of like 12 year old, 13 year old boy at the uh, center of one third of Sing Unburied Sing. I also really liked Francis from Conversations with Friends, but that wasn't technically my book, even though I read it. Um, so I it didn't feel like I could go for it. And then special call out to Tony Hurwitz of Confederates in the Attic, who is not a traditional protagonist, but he is a character in his own nonfiction book. And I was just really impressed with the dedication he brought to that project. Nice. So those are my those are my three. How Very about cool. you, uh, Tobert? Thank you. Not my name. Um, <laughs> my um, my favorite protagonist uh, is actually a person that I don't think is a very good person, but as a character, I really enjoyed reading. It's John Self from Money, a suicide note. I thought you hated him. Whoa. You do hate him, but thinking back, it's definitely one of these ones where I, like, you get more distance. I, it, I don't know if I hate him. It's just he's a despicable, disgusting person. So there's a little bit of a difference. Like, you know, like, I don't know. He definitely leapt out to me as someone who was so fully realized. I think it kind of crossed my mind because of how I was thinking about the House of the Spirits and how I felt really distant from all the characters. Whereas John Self, like you just, you know him so intimately. You know everything about him. His deepest, most innermost vile thoughts. Um, And that's why he's my favorite protagonist. Maybe in a little bit like... I wouldn't want to hang out with him, but, you know, the experience of reading him was uh, was really special. Oh, surprising. How about you, Bailey? My favorite protagonist, I wanted to shout out one of my favorite books of the year, My Best Friend's Exorcism, and it didn't really fit into so many of the other categories. So I'm going to shout out Abby, who's the lead character in My Best Friend's Exorcism. I really felt nice. for her. I loved her friendship and how she's working really hard to save her friend and save the world at the same time. No, just save her friend. Um, and <laughs> I liked the nostalgia and I thought that Grady Hendrix did an excellent job of representing teen girls. And so that's my favorite protagonist. 
Nice. Nice. All right. It's time to play a game. I know they're usually uh, Andrew's provenance, but I'm taking it over. I'm going to force you guys to play the classic game. You have to choose a character, one character each, someone you would kiss, someone you would marry, and someone you would lock in a wine cellar under Venice. (laughs) We are, of course, um, adapting this uh, more... uh, profane game to the family-friendly standards of our podcast. I think you guys understand what it is. But yeah, uh, Bailey, I'm going to turn it right back on you. Who are your three characters that you would kiss, marry, and lock in a wine cellar under Venice? I'm so glad you asked me this, Toby. Um, The character I would kiss is the Darkling from Shadow and Bone. (laughs) Oh, I knew you were going to say this. (laughs) Apparently, he's very sexy, very hot, but you don't want to marry him. And I won't say why. But, you know, you'd probably want to kiss him. And um, he's powerful. He pays attention. He really cares. (laughs) He cares about you. um, And he's handsome. What a generous interpretation (laughs) of this person. (laughs) Wow. Um, And that's all I want to say about the Darkling without, you know, spoiling. But, yeah, I'd kiss him. Um, Yeah, I'd kiss him. Um, And the (laughs) character I would marry, I'm going to say Samantha Irby. I read three of her books this year. She seems like we would get along. We would watch a lot of TV and eat food and, you know, be snarky together. And that seems fun. And the character I would lock in a wine cellar under Venice is the grandmother in Flowers in the Attic. Um, She is obviously... (laughs) obviously evil and tortures her grandchildren forcing them to fall in love with each other (laughs) um and yeah i think she deserves to be buried under venice (laughs) man that i had i had blocked that book from my memory and it just came springing out of the dark yeah i totally forgot that was this year (laughs) um andrew what about you great great question bailey um so um for 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 the kissing um, mm-hmm. I also wrote the Darkling as an honorable yeah! mention, but I knew you. Yeah. But I knew you were going to say it. Um, another honorable mention for me is the Topiaries from The Shining. <laughs> who wants? Who doesn't want to be kissing like a, an animal sculpture? <laughs> Okay, Andrew. This is continuing a tradition I have during the bookends of sort of trolling with my answers for half of them. Um, but I, my actual answer is probably Frances from Conversations with Friends. I don't think she's ready for a long-term relationship. Fair. Um, but we got to know her pretty well. I would give her a kiss. For for marriage, um, this, uh, this sort of similar to My Best Friend's Exorcism, a book I really loved, The Night Circus. I couldn't find ways to get into the a lot of the other categories, but I feel like I would marry uh, Celia Bowen, our female protagonist mm. of The Night Circus. Uh, does cool magic, travels the world, is part of a cool night circus. You'd, What's not, why not? Yeah. We'd have an amazing life. You'd have a fantastical life. I mean, Andrew, you're not married yeah. yet. You still have time. It's <laughs> true. I could marry this fictional character. Yeah. Um, I also put as an honorable mention Wiston from the Buried Giant, who's the young uh, sort of knight who they who they start accompanying accompanying around because a life on the road with a knight. Why not? Why not? Okay. And then lock in a vault under Venice. I said Big Joseph from Sing Unburied Sing, the irredeemably racist character who is refuses to meet his grandchildren. Uh, he can go right under Venice. Thank you very much. He'll get along well with grandmother. <laughs> yeah, they can just hang. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't realize that we were locking our characters together under there. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> what about you, Tobitha? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Not my name. Um, so, uh, as Andrew said, for the kissing, um, I would go ahead with uh, Sebastian Flight from Brideshead Revisited. Another character who is certainly not ready for monogamy in any format, um, but he cute. Um, <laughs> as, as depicted in the movie and depicted in the book. So, yeah. For the kissing, Sebastian Flight yeah. from Brideshead Revisited. Um 
for Marion. Um, I also pulled uh, from the buried giant. I wanted to start a thruple um, with Axel and Beatrice, specifically from the beginning and the end of that book, uh, not the middle. Um, but they're so adorable. They love each other so much. And I could settle into happy old age marriage with them. I can just see you now on their in their little weird cave that gets very, yeah, exactly. very dark at night. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the person I'm going to lock in a wine cellar under Venice. Um, many contenders for me this year, uh, but maybe just because it's fresh in my mind. Uh, Esteban Trueba from The House of the Spirits. If you've read that book, he's really a nasty piece of work. Um, he is just a jerk. He's part of the conservative establishment that helps bring about the coup in this unnamed South American country. Really just a not a nice guy um so yeah get rid of him all right all right he can die slowly with big joseph and the grandmother from bars <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there you go <laughs> all right bailey here it comes it's it's the time for the big cheese uh what was your best book of this year my best book of the year mostly to rub it in dylan's face is such a fun <laughs> age by kylie reed which is a five-star book agreed it was really good it was literary it had a great message about white saviorism about so many contemporary issues and yet it was really readable and i got through it quickly i love the characters i love the plot i love the style five stars such a fun age kylie yeah. reed can I emphasize I that too. I gave it four stars and I liked it? Like I too agree that Dylan is wrong. Wait. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Five star book. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? What was your number one? My number one book. Well, again, I never do just one answer. But <laughs> no, my number one book of the year, just just straight up, is Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. Ooh. But that's not my mm. book. So oh. I wanted to make sure I included one of my books as well. Uh, but yeah, no, Conversations with Friends, I loved how not clean the characters were in terms of like being right or wrong or good or bad and they just were people I, that, that really stuck with me and I really liked her writing and 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 that was a book that I read very quickly and again was like sort of a bonus book that just really stayed with me but of my books I'm going way back to the first book assigned for me this year which was Girl Woman Other by Bernadine Evaristo Ooh, um, wow. which is a book that may butts up against something that I don't always like in my wheelhouse or doghouse which is that it is a bunch of different characters uh, going around but it firmly falls into the category of my wheelhouse where they're all written very differently and you get different angles of a story from them in a way that feels like it's building to a bigger hole versus it being sort of like a gimmick mm -hmm. um so yeah girl woman other cool nice controversial pick from the joint man booker winner <laughs> but it's a good book <laughs> how about you um toby Oh, that is my name. Um, so, yeah, best book of the year is from earlier this, you know, earlier on the year for me as well. It is The Buried Giant by Kazuo Ishiguro. Hands down, when I was reading over my list of books that I read this year and thinking about things, I, I stand by my review, my five star review of that one so much. I loved it. It remains fresh and exciting in my memory. And out of all of the books that I read this year, it is literally the only one that I would read again. I would read it again Ooh. and I would read it again soon. That's awesome, though. I'm glad because I, I feel like that book, I don't know, it must have just really aligned with you. I, I really liked it, but I feel like yeah. it was just like definitely right book for you, right time. Yeah, absolutely. I am really excited because you guys, your review made me add this one to my secret to read list as well. You have a secret to read list? You have one too. <laughs> well, actually, Bailey and I share a secret to read list. Is uh -oh, that oh, this is awkward. Oh, no. Da, 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 it's okay, Andrew. We'll still have our secret Band of Brothers podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not doing that with you, Tom. <laughs> All right. And <laughs> that was the Bookend Awards. Book, book, book. And book, book, book. Congratulations to the winner. You all received $1,000 from Toby. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, let me make some arrangements. Will you take camper cash? Yes, they will. Camper cash is just leaves. <laughs> so now's the time where we play our game. This is, I think we should call this the Brent game. Brent is our beloved Pedro who suggested quiz each other on comprehension and retention of the books we read this year game. As I say every as I say every year, curse you, Brent. Curse you for this very good idea that exposes me. It's a wonderful idea. I normally feel very confident. I was thinking back to the books I read today, and I don't feel like I remember any of them. I'm afraid because I felt very confident last year and I was totally trounced. So we'll see. Yeah. So I'll start by asking Toby a question. Toby, in the book Children of Blood and Bone, what- Oh, come on. <laughs> what is- You want to just mark this one off, Toby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just, I got that one wrong. What is the class of magical people called? You know, like not witches and wizards, but they call them. No, I, I, I remember that there is a term, certainly. And I think it starts with a Y. So yizards and yitches. Can I can I steal? Yes. Aren't they just called Magi, like M-A-G-I? M-A-J-I, yes. Am I? Toby, however, I will let you redeem yourself if you can name the fictional kingdom. I'm not going to redeem myself. The kingdom that it takes place in. Uh, that would be, I think it starts with a Y, so it's Yingdom. Oh my gosh. I, I, can I steal this one? <laughs> yes. Come on, Andrew. Is it, is it Orisha? Yes. It's like Grisha. Uh. <laughs> <sighs> All, right. All right. So now let's, I hope my questions are that are like that because I maybe we'll remember them. To be fair, I think that was literally, now I'm looking at my list, that was the first book of the year. So yeah, I think that was forget literally you, as far back. Sorry about that. All right. Ta- Toby, go ahead. Yes. Okay. I'm asking Andrew. Andrew. Yes. In the book Wuthering Heights. Oh, no. What is the name of the village near Wuthering Heights? And if you'd like, I can make this multiple choice. Uh, yeah, I'd take that multiple choice. <laughs> okay. So we'll just mark this down as wrong. Uh, Wait, you said I could have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheating. All right. Your options are Lock Crag, Heatherton, Pervy, Gimmerton. Gimmerton. That is correct. Yay! Yay. I never would have remembered that. Do I get a half point or do I get zero points? I'll give you a half point. To be fair, you did offer me multiple choice without saying I would not get points, but I'm not going to be too picky. True. True. All right. Uh, That is the only multiple choice one I have for you, so I hope you enjoyed that. (laughs) All right. Good. Uh, That was... I can't wait for the next ones. I hope they're all about Wuthering Heights and about little town names, because that's... I got none of it. We just get real deep on Gimmerton. I hope you remember Gimmerton really well. (laughs) Ooh, yep. Mm, All the memories we had. All right. um, I tried to... So, Bailey, uh, your turn. Yep. What is the main character's name in the number one ladies' detective agency? I didn't really like this book either. <laughs> Not an excuse? Um, uh, actually, I can't answer this pop quiz teacher because I didn't like the book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer. I'm just trying to think of a guess that's like not terrible. Clementine? I don't know. What is it? <laughs> uh, uh, Ma Precious Remotes Way. Ah, uh, Ma Remotes Way. Yeah. Mm. Alas. Once a year, one of us gets really burned on the name of, like, the name of a protagonist mm-hmm. of their books. Last year, it was me. So don't feel too bad, Bailey. The first year, it was me. Speaking <laughs> of Toby, um, my second question, <laughs> I regret writing it because I thought you wouldn't have... Anyway, the question is, what is the protagonist's name in Money, a suicide note? Ah. 
Ah, that would be John Self. There you go. I did not think that you liked the protagonist and would remember his name. So good job. Nice little self call. Ah. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Here we go. Yeah. In the book, The Night Circus. The Night Circus. The the Night Circus is not the actual name of the circus. What is the actual name of the circus in The Night Circus? Circus, circus, circus. um, It's the Circus of Dreams, but it's in French. So Le Cirque de Rêve? Yeah. That's correct. Mm. Very good. Mon Dieu. I don't even speak French. And as you can tell from my pronunciation, I really don't speak French. It's not bad. Pretty good. Uh, Sweet. Okay. Um, Bailey, are you ready for another question? I guess. How do the four main characters in Conversations with Friends meet? Bonus, what are their names? Well, Francis, thank you for reminding me, um, is one of their names. The two (laughs) friends meet in college. um, and, And then... The girls, those girls meet the older lady at a party. No, she's doing a profile on them because they are like slam poets or something. And she's she's a photographer and taking pictures of them. And then that's how they meet her. And then the other one is her husband. Is that correct? Nick? That is correct. Nick is correct. So you got Francis and Nick. You forgot the other two names. But how they how they come together was completely correct. What are the other two names? Bobby Rachel. and Melissa. Melissa, dang it. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to remember that, but yes. Yay. Yay. But good job, Bailey. Toby. Good job. Last question. Yes. Last question. I gave you my heart the very next day. What did you do with it? (laughs) What did you do the very next day? Okay. Toby, there are 22 short stories in Skeleton Crew by Stephen King. Aside from The Mist, what is one other story in the collection called? Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Is one of them about a monkey? The monkey? (laughs) Actually, there Um. is one called The Monkey. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Good job, Toby. I remember that one because I hated it so much. Well, Toby, that means you have two correct answers. Good job, yeah. Toby. Thank you. Which is not bad for this game for us. If Andrew gets this right, then he will beat me with 2.5 points to two points. So here we go. Andrew, from yes. Pimp, the story of my life. Uh-huh. One of the pimps that gave young Iceberg Slim his education had an exotic animal as a pet. Name that animal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is a large cat. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Specifically what large cat? Uh, yeah, no, I'm thinking, I'm trying to, to remember. Bonus points if you can remember what kind of accoutrement the, uh, the cat carried with it. Oh, that I don't remember. I think it was a leopard. I'm sorry, we were looking for ocelot. Ocelot, very oh. similar to leopards. Yeah, very similar. And it also had a jeweled collar, famously. Yeah, I was leaning towards jeweled collar, but that's tough. That one was also pretty early on in the year, so I don't feel too bad about that. Um, so, Andrew, your total, pretty good. P- 0.5 points on the first one, then a full point, then another 0.5 points, because I'm going to give you 0.5 for large cat. So that's two points total. We're tied. Oh, nice. Thank you. I was about to start an argument with you because you did not say I, I was accepting half credit for the first <laughs> one, but then you were nice about the last thing. So, yes, two points feels right um so we're tied hey bailey do you want to join us with tied by getting this last question correct i would like to yes Uh oh Uh oh unfortunately this is the own this one is just you're either gonna know it or not there's no i don't think way you could guess okay we'll see um in pizza girl yep what is the cleanliness rating of jane's pizza restaurant are you serious andrew (laughs) i was looking through your books and reading like the like summary paragraphs of them and this was a detail i thought you might remember and actually you could guess this is it a b 
That's correct, Bailey. Yeah. It's a three. Oh, we all tied. Yay. Good job, team. Yeah, very nice. Oh, that's too bad, too. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm afraid of what comes next. Well, first off, congratulations, guys, for your retention. I was going to say, let's enjoy being tied in our knowledge <laughs> and like be proud of our, each other for a little bit here. Great, great, great. Good job, everyone. Nothing can bring us down. <laughs> I was thinking maybe I should just use the retention quiz to decide uh, who has to read their huge, huge book that no one wants to read. Wait, so we should introduce this as a concept. Yes. Andrew, why don't you explain? <laughs> All right. So, Pejos, we decided that we really like <laughs> terrible stakes to games now. <laughs> um, so what we've decided to do for this year's bookends is to do an additional game outside of the reading comprehension quiz uh, curated by Dylan. And there's a real punishment for whoever loses this game. And that is each of us have a book on our shelves that we're super duper not looking forward to being pulled. Uh, and guess what happens if you lose this game? That book is automatically pulled. <laughs> yes. Andrew, go first. Uh, what is this book you're so afraid of on your on your to-read list? Gotcha. Let me just grab it off the shelf real quick so I can give you the page count. Don't hurt your back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. Oh, just bringing my chair back. Um, all right. So the book that I uh, am trying to stave off reading is a 984-page book. Oh, wow. Entitled The Anatomy of Melancholy by Robert. Burton. Um, it was written in mm, not 19, not 18, not 17, <laughs> 16, 21. Oh, Andrew, 16. why? <laughs> and no. it is on my list. And this is what <laughs> I am fighting for in this game to try to not have to read. I will say out of the three of us, Andrew has the most stakes here. I, <laughs> Bailey and I have some hard reading to do if we lose, but it doesn't compare to that one. That's brutal. I mean, it's just so funny because we just do this to ourselves. Like, why do you have that? I have this because of Approaching Shakespeare, the podcast. The host, Emma Smith, I believe is her name, did a really good job making this book sound really interesting. And also, I didn't do this to myself. I'll have you know, <laughs> I did this to Toby. <laughs> So there. Toby, why don't you share your book? I can't even share it because I don't remember the ding dang name. <laughs> it's some stupid book that Dylan and Bailey got for me because they thought it would be hilarious to get no, me. Don't no, get this on Bailey, Toby. Book. I was no, no. not involved. I was not involved. Me and Bailey's mom, Pam, decided this would be a great idea. It is Cold Heart Canyon, a Hollywood ghost story by Clive Barker author of Toby's other book of the year award winner, The Great and Secret Show. Mm-hmm. Never forget. Yeah. Well, Toby, you love old Hollywood. And it has a page count <laughs> of 676. I think that this is not that bad, Toby. Like, what if it's really good? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> this Great and Secret Show was one of the most unpleasant reading experiences of my life. Uh, I just think, you, you know, you're right. I don't have quite the page count that you guys have. But already knowing, like, at least you guys, you have a possibility. I mean, like, Bailey, you're reading one of the great works of literature of all time. Andrew has this strong recommendation from a podcast you listened to. This is a book that some people picked, picked up for me as a prank. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so my book, yes, is one of the greatest uh, pieces of literature. It's Les Miserables by Victor Hugo, published in 1862. The page count is 1,222. Mon bleu. Ooh, highest page count. I'm afraid of it mostly because of the page count. After reading Hunchback of Notre Dame and really liking it, I'm not that afraid, but it's just like, how am I going to finish this in time? Oh, so you're saying you're just going to sign up for that and you don't, they don't have to play the game then? 
No, I'm definitely not saying that. All right. So what, <laughs> what game, how do we decide who has to read our scary book? The beautiful thing about this game is in its simplicity and oh, elegance. Uh-huh. It's called Russian Roulette. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. All you have to do is just we're going to go down the line and you say a title of a book you read this year. Okay. It has to be a book you read this year. If you say something that you read in 2020 or 2019, you will lose. I have over here written a title for each of you. And if you say that title, you lose. Okay, so we have to say books that we've read this year. But if we say the one that you happen to have chosen, whoever says the one that you've chosen for them first loses. Yes. Okay. Great. You know what? Great game. I think this is a good game, too. And But I know what you're thinking. Isn't it a little unfair, though? Because Bailey has read twice as much as both Andrew and no, Toby. No, no, I think it's fine. So she has two. Dang. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. The other thing is too. I know what you're thinking. Isn't it a little unfair? Whoever it's like real Russian roulette. Whoever yeah. goes uh, last has the advantage. So what we're going to do is we're going to ping pong back and forth. So whoever goes third on this round goes first on the next round. Okay. Like a snake draft. So the order that we're going to do, and I just chose it randomly, is going to be Toby, Andrew, Bailey. Okay. Rude. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Cool. 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 Okay. Great. Toby. Go. The fire next time. All right. Andrew? Girl, woman, other. Okay. Flowers in the attic. Okay. You're all safe. (sighs) So then I go again. (laughs) Yep. Pizza girl. You're safe. Yes. This is scary. Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, this is really scary. Uh, 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 American salvage. You're safe. Okay, phew. Ring shout. You're safe. Oh, that's so scary. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I go again. Yes. Money. A suicide note. You're safe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the night circus. You're safe. Okay. Grady Hendrix can never hurt me. My best friend's exorcism. You're safe. <sighs> oh. Wait. So then I go um, again, or just yeah, to, we're going to keep going yeah. until somebody pulls it. Okay. Um, a wind in the door. You're safe. Yes. Uh, um, here's the thing. There's a book I keep wanting to say, but I'm really afraid that this is the one that the game picked because I feel like it's it's the one he would pick, but it's the one I keep thinking. Uh, unsheltered. You're safe. Okay. Okay. Skeleton crew. You're safe. Oh. Uh, Brideshead revisited. You're safe. Oh. Uh, sing unburied sing. You're safe. Um, I'm so afraid. Such a fun age. Click. No. Bailey loses. <laughs> I, Bailey, why did you pick that one? It's the one he feels the most antagonism to you about. Uh, <laughs> wait, so what were the books? So, can I guess what you what you put down for me, Dylan? Yes, you can double down. I kept thinking you you put down Pimp, the story of my life, because you also read it. You're safe. Okay, phew. I I thought maybe it was out of sight because you like Elmore Leonard. Uh, no, it was originally out of sight. Oh, but I changed it at the last second to Senior Vivo. Oh. Oh, I would never say that one. And Bailey, yours was such a fun age and Name of the Rose. I never would have said Name of the I Rose. Know. What was Andrew's book? Uh, To the Lighthouse. Oh. oh. Okay. Wait. So does that mean that this replaces my next book, or can I have it go after the? So I have a little more time. And for Mercy, I will let you choose. I think I should have this be not the next book, but the book after. So I have a little more time because it is a very long book. Okay. You know what, you guys? It'll be done and I won't have to worry about it. Well, as you guys will have to wait. And oh, at no. any time, you know, it could read list roulette to you. It's true. That's a good way of thinking about it. Well, the way I play Russian roulette is afterward we melt the gun. So uh, I don't ever have to read that stupid book. Oh, well, we're going to make you read it somehow. We'll figure out a way. 
Well, that was a good game, Dylan. I have to give it to you. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for being awesome Pajos and keeping us sane through the year of 2021. Um, And we'll see you next year. Excited for another year of books. I'm just thinking now about Les Miserables, but I'm going to make it through. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the To Read List. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email the To Read List podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Goodreads, Instagram, and the Storygraph at the To Read List podcast. And if you like what you heard, uh, a good way to help us find new listeners and expand our reach a little bit is to use your podcatcher of choice and uh, leave us a rating and a review. That is particularly true in Apple Podcasts. Um, it helps us out and it can uh, and it can help us find new listeners uh, as we get into a new year. So thank you. Yeah. And if you uh, also if you enjoyed this podcast uh, and you have someone who likes reading books or just likes hearing charming, hilarious, funny people on their podcast headphones. I know you have specific podcast listening headphones, Pedro's. Um, tell them about the podcast, please. Thanks. So nice, Toby. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Toby and Andrew for co-hosting the podcast with me, to Dylan for sound recording, and to Miss Jillian Beth Durkee for composing our intro song. See you in two weeks. Happy reading. Books, books, books. 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 books.